Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to another episode of Artsy AF. Thanks for being here. In this episode, this is kind of our season one uh, cast party or or wrap-up. Yeah. yeah, it's just me and John hanging out at John's house. Um, I don't even remember what we talked about because it's been about a month and a half yeah, from this current date. It's just Andrew and I, John, um, <laughs> you know, checking back in and uh, I guess just kind of relating to where we're at so far in the process and right. what it's been like doing this podcast thing. Right. So this is just kind of a, uh, again, just kind of to tie a neat little bow on the first six episodes of interviews and I think that we'll probably do more of this, not all the time by any means, but definitely once, you know, maybe every 10 to 12 episodes, mm-hmm. maybe every 10 to uh, 53 episodes. Yeah, who knows? You know? We'll just who, check in from time to time. Yeah, let's get a little check in going, you know. And uh, I don't know if we want to mention it on this one, but keep an eye out for these we're gonna we'll put out the bat signal sometime soon um for you guys to field questions to us and oh that's right sit um, down and answer them yeah we're we're gonna do episodes like that i think we mentioned that somewhere at some point probably in this podcast probably in this that. podcast yeah yeah definitely so uh that email is artsyafpodcast at gmail.com if you want to ask us anything it's kind of an open-ended ask us anything where once we have enough interesting and appropriate questions (laughs) we will make an episode about it hell yeah and we'll kind of answer those for you guys yeah and if you really want your question on the podcast please email them to us email rtafpodcast at gmail.com and it it's up to you. You can remain anonymous, but uh, yeah. please let us know your name. Um, if you're an artist, uh, shout out your Instagram handle to us, and we'll uh, blast it out on the podcast along with your question. That's right. Um, please avoid our DMs both on Instagram and Facebook, just because, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on, and I think the best, we want to kind of centralize all the queries to that doesn't sound right. That makes it sound like some fascists sort of like centralize all those queries, get them up against the wall. No, we didn't mean like that at all. We meant we wanted all your questions in the same inbox. Yeah, so we got to keep it tidy. We got to keep it tidy. Got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, we're juggling like 12 plates each. Um, and we're not even jugglers, so, you know. It's kind of weird. So uh, anyway, uh, 
if you're not bored of listening to us yet. Um, <laughs> you sure will be. Yeah. No, just kidding. Uh, thank you again for listening. And uh, here, we go. here we go. Thank you so much. Thank we you love so much. you. We love you. Bye. All right. So uh, this is episode number seven of the RCAF podcast. John yeah. and I are kind of just two dudes hanging out. Just two dudes hanging out. We're checking in again. It's been five months now since we came up with this crazy idea and implemented it. Um, yeah, it was deep winter when we started. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of have, uh, it, this is kind of just a, a check-in, a little chat before we um, kind of wrap up this first segment of this series. Yeah, we've done, what, six artist interviews? Mm-hmm. And it's been a total learning experience. Oh, like, yeah. You know, we had no idea what, we'd do, what we were doing. Right, and probably still don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like a fun way to for both of us to just check in. Yeah. See what we've been grooving on, maybe what we what we've learned along the way a little bit. Yeah. We had a you know at least I get this way where I have these big ideas and I see I see it at its at its peak, you know, and I'm like, "Oh, we could do this and then this." And then, and like all these ideas like having a a big like round table discussion with our creative friends in the scene and, and having it like live streamed and all these things. And, and now we're kind of like coming up against the reality Mm -hmm. of, uh, of what we're really doing here. And so, yeah, I think this is a topic we could get, we could get into, you know, just talking about the balance between having ideal and how the reality manifests you know right like yeah you have this big idea and then you realize oh well i'm starting from scratch right right (laughs) you can't (laughs) you can't become a master in a week you know right yeah that's (laughs) that that's a good uh you know that's just some good advice i think just solid advice for anyone starting on on their path or or just maybe a year a couple years into it um and i you know me I'm only seven or eight years in, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and I'm just now, I feel like I'm starting to kind of like pull all these strands together. Uh, for instance, like, you know, I, I have this really rebellious side mm-hmm. that's kind of like, you know, I was on this trip for like, for like two weeks of just like really having this resentment against branding and and this whole social media uh, parade that, that we are part of and, and subject ourselves to every day. And sure, there's definitely some, you know, negative aspects to that, but I'm learning how to kind of integrate that, that rebel voice into a, some sort of energetic flow Mm. and, and like, tame the beast of, of you know marketing social media that whole front end aspect of of making art and and being supported by it in the world yeah you know yeah i had the same thing you know i started out painting and it, i was like well i just want to create tremendous paintings yeah that people will just 
have to support right. when they see how right. wonderful these paintings are. Right. And I'm going to make paintings and I'm just going to be a painter. And that's how it's going to work. <laughs> but then you see, you know, we live in a time and place and how reality plays out. And there is, you know, like whether you want to explicitly call it or not, uh, everybody has a brand. That's yeah. the way reality is right now. Yep. And, uh, yep. yeah, I think, you know, there's like, it, there's a balance between your ideal mm-hmm. and the reality and that you kind of have to embrace what is happening in reality, but then you can kind of define it on your own terms, you yeah. know, like you can be a blatant brander or you can just, Hey, this is the way I see the world. This is the way right. I integrate with reality and I want to share it with you. And that becomes, you know, quote unquote, a brand. Right. But I, I think yeah. that, I think I just have a, had a problem with that word, yeah. you know, cause it's also, it's also like branding a cattle with a <laughs> yeah. hot iron, you know? And I'm like, it's like a semantics thing. Are we just cattle? <laughs> yeah. Kind of. I mean, we kind of are, <laughs> we kind of are, but, but we can also with that, you know, learning to use the tool, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There's probably some old saying that I'm pulling this from, but with a hammer, you can build a house or you can smash in a car window, mm-hmm. you know? And like with the whole, um, internet thing and, and social media and branding and all that, I think I was, you know, a little like worked up over it. And I was like trying to just smash everything with it. And yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's this interesting process, you know, it's cause it also not only dovetails with making paintings or, or whatever it is you're doing. Um, but it is an art in itself to yeah. learn how to do that stuff effectively and stay true to who you are. And I, I think everybody has their own definition of, uh, staying true to themselves, you know, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a very personal thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. defining that within, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like rebellion is an interesting thing too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I found when I look back in my life, like the times when I was most rebellious and angry at the way things were, the more unhappy I was. Um, and I think there's like a, there is a place for that. Mm-hmm. But I think I've learned over time and through creativity and integrating with reality creatively mm-hmm. is yeah. Taking the tools available to you and converting, converting it and using the energy and the power that it has for something positive and creative right. and illuminating. Right. And like, you know, if you want, like if you want to be rebellious and talk shit, I mean, go ahead, <laughs> but you're probably going to have a terrible time. Right. You know, yeah. it, it's like, it's wasted energy. I think, Sure. Like, you know, like if you're upset at something, like get the fuck over it and figure, yeah. figure out something creative to do. Maybe if you don't want to participate in that, mm-hmm. figure out something to do. Yeah. And instead of just being upset at what reality <laughs> is, because yeah, we, we come at, like, we all start out with a big ideal and a big mission, you know, mm-hmm. you know, as an artist, you caught a glimpse of God and you just want to translate that and mm-hmm. share that with the world. It's like amazing revelation. But then when it gets into practice, there's all these weird 
mm-hmm. ways that weird way, like rules within society that you have to operate within mm-hmm. to be a functional person to pay the bills. Right. And, but then like still that ideal still can be, is being manifest. And maybe like, maybe not seeing like the reality of your time and place and the way you ha- like kind of are resigned to share what you do, like is part of that ideal that you had and right. it's like pushing you through. Right. I don't know. And you're like being tempered by all those experiences mm-hmm. and like coming into your own character and maturing and get and gaining wisdom through being upset about how this is. Right. But then you creatively figure out a way to enjoy this aspect. Like you make it work for you. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the thing. I don't know. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That to, to that, like, uh, I think art in itself is like kind of a rebellious act in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, you could be spending your time who knows what Yeah, like watching TV or playing video games or, or whatever it is. Yeah. There's a lot of crap being shoved down your throat and yeah. you, you got a hit of something way more deeper and beautiful in the world. Right. So you're like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Check out this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, so you embark on that journey uh so to speak i like to couch everything kind of in a hero's journey Mm -hmm. because i think it's pretty appropriate like everybody's you know they say the star of their own movie or the director of their own life or or whatever it is and uh yeah you you go out into the world you're like oh i'm gonna make art and it's gonna be awesome and people are gonna love it the end and it's like that's not a good story. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, like the challenges that you go through and the, the things mm-hmm. like, uh, in my case, branding that you might not like overcoming that resistance. Yeah. And exactly. the, fe- the fears of letting some, you self identified with some sort of rebellious part of yourself. Right. And right. You, and you have to let that go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just learn how to re, reallocate that same type of feeling or energy or whatever, whatever it is you want to call it. Um, and, and learning how to just accept the reality that you're placed in, in this time and space, something that, um, my friend, my friend free at, uh, at the show at Red Rocks on Saturday, you know, we were kind of talking about me having this rebellious streak and I was just like, ah, you know, branding or whatever. And he was like kind of mocking me, but in this funny way. And he's like, did Michelangelo have a website? You know? <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh, dude, that's that's so good because not only is it funny, but it also like kind of like snapped me out of that, like kind of like, oh, yeah. Like Michelangelo lived, you know, in the what, 14, <laughs> 1500s? I think 1500s. So it's like... But it's also like you got to be here, yeah, in your body. If Michelangelo is here now, time and place. Oh, he would yeah. have a brand. Yeah, he, he would have a fucking killer Instagram. Yeah, and a dope website. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like he'd be live streaming the Sistine yeah. Chapel. You know, he's like, oh, I'm upside down again today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny how like you know, opinions can change, uh, and. Mm. And I think that's part of, you know, just being a, being an alert human being is being open and probably being a creative type of personality is just being open 
to new information mm -hmm. and letting that actually inform you, like putting you in formation. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you're like, oh, well, this situation happened. And it's like, well, this isn't working. Me just like, just in this negative thought loop about branding and like thinking that everyone's just like, you know, I don't know. Who knows what I was <laughs> yeah. actually thinking. It's just, I, I, it was just this like, underlying resentment of the way things mm. are yeah which is trying it, to it, deny the present state yeah exactly instead of working with it mm -hmm. and yeah well that's that's, so that's what i learned this summer yeah. <laughs> well like that's what's cool about you know how you're talking about like rebellion right mm -hmm. so i think there's kind of like two brands of rebellion two brands Sorry. <laughs> two types of rebellion. <laughs> How Sorry, dare you? We, we are on the word brand. <laughs> but anyway, all right, there's two types. Yeah, well, no, I get it. But there's like, there's the rebellion where you're just mad at shit and you're upset. Right. And you're destructive towards your relationships and yourself mm -hmm. and physical property type rebellion. Yeah, yeah. But then there's a rebellion in that there's the current state of reality that you're, you feel that there's something wrong, but then you get a glimpse catch a glimpse or a hint of something very beautiful, like a tremendous amount of potential that reality isn't quite meeting you on yet. Yeah. But it's fueled by like love and creativity. And then when you like go full hog into that <laughs> type of rebellion, like all of a sudden people start joining along right. in what you're doing mm -hmm. and you become happier together. Uh, you know, more connected like there's more hugging happening <laughs> yeah, there's more yeah. like artwork and creativity surrounding you yeah and it's like the sweet rebellion you know yeah like, it's like the subtle rebellion mm -hmm. you're not just like fuck the man you're like all right yeah. i'll play your little game and i'll win <laughs> yeah like exactly you know mm -hmm. and so i i just kind of wanted to share that change of my state of mind and, and my feeling toward it and it really actually it's crazy. I don't know how, I, I would not claim to know how reality works, but since I kind of got over myself this past week, I've seen like a lot of sales. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm actually like working a little side job right now to get, to get my dough up for the summer. Hell yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like a million times better. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. The subtlest little shift in the way you think about something can lead the way to years and years of unpacking and growing you right, know? right. You like yeah there's like this little block in your reality and then you just open up the floodgates to this yeah. new channel that you get to have fun with and right. experiment with totally mm -hmm. totally yeah i mean you know other opinions that have changed like i'm pretty sure i've mentioned one or twice once or twice on this podcast that uh oh I, i'm not smoking weed right now well, <laughs> smoking weed again <laughs> ladies and gentlemen me too I said not I, a lot i said i was not over a lot, it but i'm 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 choifing the honky doinks again you guys it's uh, yeah it's, having having a good time with it when uh the the spring sun pokes its head out <laughs> something happens your state changes so please be advised any opinions we state on how we live our lives in this <laughs> podcast are subject to change probably rapidly. immediately. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been partaking in marijuana after, you know. A little bit of the gun. A little bit, yeah. 
can be nice. It, it's just, it's funny how you know in the winter time there's something something about it just wasn't mm-hmm. working, right? And then now it's like oh yeah, it feels pretty nice every once in a while. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Been mm-hmm. live painting a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was another thing. Was I was kind of in the colder months being like uh live painting yeah yeah stupid i'm over it (laughs) and then uh what was it uh two weekends ago Mm -hmm. i got my first chance to live paint at red rocks and congratulations by the way thank you it was yeah that's rad it was my first first time ever at red rocks it was amazing damn that is special and it also happened to be spongle's last live band performance Mm -hmm. and uh it was so much fun. Like <laughs> it's interesting after having like live painting gigs where, you know, you're at a bar and or whatever. Nobody really seems to care. Mm-hmm. You're just like, why am I wasting my time doing this? And then, you know, you, you persevere and you keep doing it. And then all of a sudden an event comes along and you're like, Oh, this is, what? this is why I do it. It is awesome. Yeah. So contrary to, previous podcast uh, <laughs> i like live painting again <laughs> yeah you gotta bring it to the people man yeah it's really nice it's really nice when you meet people that are they're just having a great time yeah and they're also happy to see you doing what you're doing and you're happy to meet other people right yeah and you make like new friends and just connecting with people you know and yeah it, it feels good it's so important i think i mean that's you know part of the reason why i do what i do is like you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's super fun, but it's also kind of like this, um, social thing too, mm-hmm. you know, your you, your icebreaker is you standing there with a, under a bright light and painting a painting on an easel. <laughs> I've thought about that a lot, you know, cause I, you know, been at it for seven or eight years and I'm like it, I don't want to use it as a crutch. Mm-hmm. but um it really does help you know it's like <laughs> part of it's like i'm cool right yeah. like yeah and then it you know you, you get this affirmation but then you also meet really awesome people too um, yeah lots of them yeah and yeah the live painting thing is so funny because i don't know i have a sneaking suspicion that a lot of people got into painting because they didn't really fit in socially or you know yeah. and they just like, rose my hand <laughs> for you guys not watching and they're introverted <laughs> so they get into art but then it like does this weird 180 where you're taking your thing that you did because you were antisocial and you didn't fit in mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're live painting and people are flocking to you right to talk to you to talk to you <laughs> and it yeah i think yeah like I I hadn't been live painting very long, so that might have been part of why I was kind of like down about it too, because mm-hmm. it like felt like a lot, you know. It, it is like crazy I, music, and there's people meeting you, and you gotta set up all this equipment, and you're just like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and we shouldn't we shouldn't act like it's not a lot, you know. Yeah, like not trying to just toot our own horns here, but guys, it's a lot. If you see us out there. Like, just know, like, that stuff didn't appear there by itself. If we're painting at Red Rocks, <laughs> like, we hauled stairs. all that up. 
the stairs. I mean, my I think my forearms are still a little bit sore. You're looking jacked, Andrew. Yeah. Damn, dude. You've yeah. been to Red Rock, son? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you haul like 40 pounds of stuff up the stairs at Red Rock? <laughs> oh, glad you noticed. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, you know, we do a lot. And so I don't know where I was going with that. But what I'd also recommend to like younger artists, if you're interested in live painting, uh, you know, Find a festival you want to go to and hit up on the website. They usually have like a contact form. Yeah. I don't know. Or go to like go to a show in your area. Maybe talk to the artist that's there. Don't be scared. They'll be nice. And if they're not, well, who cares? Fuck (laughs) them. But yeah, like if you are interested in starting to live paint, start asking around and like it is, it can be scary and it is a lot of work and, but try it out. Like try it out a bunch of times and see what happens. Yeah. Cause, uh, you might be surprised every once in a while a night comes along and it, it's just beautiful. It's really fun, you know, and you're meeting cool people, there's this cool music and it's all happening and you're making a painting at the same time. Mm -hmm. And there's like some interesting flows and energy. I think that gets encapsulated into that artwork that otherwise you wouldn't and you might just go home being super elated and really happy about what right. you're doing. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's like an affirmation from reality mm-hmm. a lot of times and you do, or at least I've experienced this and I think most live painters have, and it's a big part of why we do it. Like you'll paint in a way many times that you would never have painted Oh yeah. in your studio, mm-hmm. you know, or, can be very freeing yeah you come up with ideas that you never would have mm. would have done it's easier to get out of your mind in a way like when you start out you might be super in your mind because you're nervous mm-hmm. and you don't have your chops for like painting in front of people and you might be nervous about people watching you mm-hmm. and like yeah plan on that it's gonna happen mm-hmm. but then you get over this weird hump at least i noticed i got over this hump to now where like I trusted myself to just kind of space the fuck out, listen to the music and talk to people and this painting materializes. And yeah, it's like whole different, there's like different brainwave function happening in those events than, than yeah. being at home. Yeah, totally. It's um, like you were saying, it's, it's taking that solitary thing and, and plopping it right down in the middle of a party, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's, you know, a lot of interesting things can come out of that. Yeah. And people sure. are, are going to ask you a lot of questions, you know, and, um, and some of them might be just kind of like run of the mill questions, but some of them might trigger something in you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's nice, but every once in a while you have somebody that makes a really strong impression one way or another. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And that heightened state and you're painting at a, at a show, uh, I think there's a lot of interesting and cool things to be learned in that environment. Like yeah. It helps you grow as a person. Yeah, it's another one of those like informing things mm-hmm. where you you go out on your on your little journey and you learn. Yeah. If if that's your intention, which I think you know, if you're an artist, it's probably why you're doing it at least on a subconscious level. Hell yeah, you know. And if you're an artist, like, uh, I don't think it'd be too much of a stretch to say that you probably have social anxiety of one type or another. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way to kind of force yourself into a position to 
talk to a bunch of people. Yeah. It, it can really help you get out of your shell. Yeah. And, and just, fo- you know, just listening to what people have to say. Mm, yeah. I think that's a big part of live painting is just kind of, uh, you know, learning how to listen and, and learning also that people are really keen to tell you what's on their mind because mm-hmm. they see you being all, you know, quote unquote brave mm-hmm. and sharing your, your art with, with other random people who are, who are there at that party or show. And they just want to, they just want to tell you everything. Yeah. You get to be vulnerable together. Yeah. It's like a safe space <laughs> in the yeah. coolest way possible. Right. Right. Not a forced like safe space either, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting, uh, thing we do. <laughs> yeah. It's a hell of a trip, dude. It's, it's crazy. It, it's, it's just crazy. Like talking and like changes of opinion, how the whole thing's so slippery. Mm-hmm. Like you start talking about yeah, like it's this way now. I don't really like this anymore. I don't really yeah, do yeah. that. I do this now. And then, you know, a month later, you're doing the opposite. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's always slippery. Let it keep changing. Right. Yeah, for me, it was like, oh, I'm not I'm not working a job this year. And then I come to realize like, oh, there's, there's plenty of times I could have used some extra money yeah. already and now I'm back at it and just it's weird that I've had like one of the most productive and, and best feeling weeks mm-hmm. in a while uh, this week just and I'm, I'm not going to attribute it at all to just taking a job but like there's something about using that to further your artistic or creative goals mm-hmm. that that seems to at least uh, be rewarded by whatever forces are behind, uh, you know, making people want to buy your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was interesting. Like I did a AMA on Instagram oh, yeah, the yeah. other day and I had like tons That's of people a ask me anything, ask me anything. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there was like tons of people asking how to make, how to live full-time on art, mm-hmm. on art. Yeah. How to be a full-time artist. That's and, the hardest question. And probably, I, I mean, like, I think it might be the wrong question to ask i don't know yeah because you know right now with art i could live and pay the bills just on art Mm -hmm. but i still have a job because i don't want the financial strain on being an artist and also like i think it's important to you know like there's something really beautiful and cool maybe about just giving it all up and being an artist Mm -hmm. but you're probably gonna be broke for a long time. Yeah. And there's nothing like shameful or bad about having work outside of, uh, making art. Right. Because, you know, like I eventually would love to have a house with a really cool art studio. So then I could invite people over to come paint with us and maybe do like art lessons and stuff like that. And if I really want to do that, you know, uh, if I have a job in addition to my art, I can actually like save some money and not be constantly worried and bogged down by the stress of money in my life. Exactly. You know, and it's like, like, what do you really want to do? Like, you know, what do you want to do in a year? And like, how do you see yourself as 60? Like, what do you hope you did? Yeah. And like maybe plan from there (laughs) because I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's like a weird you know, I don't know if it's ego or what of wanting to just make money on art 
but I think it could kind of fuck you up yeah. wanting to do that too bad. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I, I, there's no shame and there's nothing wrong with making money outside of your art. Right. Like support yourself, man. Like totally try to like give yourself a little bit of a little bit of comfort if you can. So then you can like, when you do do your art shit, you're not like desperate. Right. And it just, it, it changes the whole framework because you don't have to rely on, um, Oh, this next painting, this next painting, you know, Mm -hmm. like you can, for me, I like to take my time and, you know, I say that now and as we said earlier, things can change, but you know, I like to take my time and I think I make my best work when it's almost like when I have obligations that I have to do outside of painting, Mm -hmm. like fulfilling them first during a day yeah, and like kind of like reining in that, like keeping that beast on a leash Mm -hmm. until it's like, okay, all the, all the to do's are marked off and like, every day you have it's painting you know like yeah. obviously that's a to-do but but by the time you get there after you're done with all the other obligatory things mm-hmm. you're just like a fucking beast on that canvas oh, you yeah. know you like you've been waiting all day you shred dude. it you got no stresses now you got yeah you took care of what you needed to do and now you can just dive in yeah and you're thinking clear and and, and you have all that bandwidth open and, and you're you're firing mm-hmm. you're, pew, pew. hell yeah <laughs> and then eventually like you know, as it keeps growing, eventually, like, maybe you can, like, you don't have to think about making money by, right. other, by other means, but don't be in a rush, you know? Totally. Like, be easy on yourself. Yeah. Don't go too crazy. Or do go too <laughs> crazy, too. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, whatever style fits you, I, I suppose. I can only speak from my own experience. Right, but. right. Yeah, maybe you're just one of those people who are who are just beast all the time. And, and just like can <laughs> can just like get it done and good you know give that a shot obviously yeah, fuck but, yeah but do the you know thing this whole world this whole life is an experiment nobody knows why we're here right i mean if that's what you want to do dude fucking do it yeah yeah but, oh speaking of uh ask me anything uh so we came up with this idea um uh so we want to do an ask me ask us anything for uh the podcast um basically after this episode we're inviting um you guys to email us at rcaf podcast right i think it's it's rcaf podcast we will we'll put the email address in the description of this podcast and just artsy af artsy af podcast podcast at gmail.com yeah so that address once again is rcafpodcast at gmail.com. Wow. So ask us anything. Seriously, like even, you know, questions like what our favorite color is and, you know, wh- how old we were when we first got laid. Whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, do we like plantains or bananas, you know? Yeah, send some funky and ones. And that's a toss-up. Like, you know, I like grilled plantains. Those Ooh, are pretty nice. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever you want to ask us. Um, so when we release this podcast, which should be, I don't know, sometime this summer, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah. we will we will field those emails and we will have a whole hopefully a whole podcast dedicated to uh, answering those questions that you guys send in. Hell yeah! And uh, if you want to put your include your name and and where you're from, and we can. We'll shout you out. We'll shout you out. Um, even if you want to put a little Instagram handle on there or whatever, you know. Yeah, we'll, give you we'll a, throw out your Instagram handle. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. Uh, and we just appreciate you guys uh, participating here with us. And um, yeah, we wanted to reach out and, and let you know that that's, that's coming down the pipe. So ask us anything, please. Anything. <laughs> anything. Like, what was our first mushroom trip like? <laughs> Or or uh, what's it like now in Denver that mushrooms are decriminalized? Ooh, speaking of which, yeah, we just decriminalized Den. Uh, yeah, Denver just decriminalized <laughs> mushrooms. We honestly had nothing to do with it because we live in Boulder. Except I pumped I, it out. Yeah, we, we like promoted social media yeah, and stuff. We yeah. promoted it pretty hardcore. Um, Monumental. Yeah, it's huge. Huge. By the way, um, everyone listening. You probably know this by now, but decriminalization does not mean legalization. You will still, if they find you with what probably under an ounce, I'm mm-hmm. not sure exactly. We probably could have done a little research on this, but if they do, if you do have possession of mushrooms, you're still going to get a ticket. But guess what? You're not going to go to jail. Yeah. Decriminalization basically means that it's the lowest priority on law enforcement's list. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so hooray a, for our autonomy over our own consciousness. Yeah. It's a huge win for, yeah, freedom of consciousness and freedom of thought. Um, it's this tiny little seed planted. That's the start of something spore. huge. Yeah. <laughs> a spore planted. The mycelium is growing, but I just think it's really beautiful. Um, you know, mushrooms saved my life oh yeah i was on uh antidepressants yeah and then i found the mushrooms and they essentially healed me yeah (laughs) yeah i mean a ho to that amen to that yo like there's something about them mm -hmm. um smooth yeah and now we just sound like hippies being like yeah man like something about those mushrooms but it's also but but for real like they're medicinal they're you know nature straight from nature like it's almost like the earth's gift to to life on this planet Mm -hmm. they also just mycelial mycelial networks in general play such a crucial role in the uh you know biome of the earth Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the oldest living or the largest living organism is a giant underground mycelial network or mushroom mm-hmm. up in the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest. Yeah, I saw Ooh. Paul Stamets speak and he kind of yeah. like got some pictures in a helicopter of the land that it's on. But Yeah, so, you know, in my opinion, which, you know, take of that what you will, and it might change, uh, I, you know, they're, they're a crucial part of our world mm-hmm. and, um, it's, it's finally happening guys. Like yeah. the, the gift that the earth has given us is no longer a crime in one city in the world. 
Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it might be in other cities too. I don't know, but we've changed our lives with these things. Um, and by lives, I mean just just states of mind that were incarcerating. You know, like mm-hmm. like for instance, my whole like resentment against the brand. I'm not saying mushroom cured me of this, but the fact that I have those experiences underneath my belt means that I don't have to totally buy into every little thing that I think because we don't exactly know where thought originates. We don't know if we're having our own thoughts or if it's just some sort of groove that's been set out by say, you know, a parent or a society or um, an Illuminati, you know, who knows? <laughs> but this thought of, you know, just negativity, you can get, you can get stuck in those places, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think you're seeing it manifest in the culture at large right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, especially like if you go online and stuff, it seems like everybody's losing their goddamn mind over anything and oh, everything. Yeah. yeah. And that what I hope, is that there's some sort of trend or support happening for, you know, like I forget what percentage of Americans are medicated taking antipsychotics, uh, anti-anxiety. anxiety Let's just say med, it's over depression meds. Over fifty for sure. And I'm I'm sure like in some specific cases people like yeah yeah but, you need those but but then it's like uh, you know our our culture and what's happening with technology we're being bombarded. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like kind of losing their goddamn minds. Yeah. And then something like uh, psilocybin mushrooms, you know, in the right circumstance, in the right setting, you can you can take a dose of that and all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, the brain gets to take a sigh of relief. Yeah, it's like taking and, and there's off. Like, a... There's, you know, clarity and you can mm-hmm. take a step back and look at what you're stressing about. And then there's actually like a, what feels like a truly physical, you know, brain chemistry balance yeah that happens when you have this experience and you don't have to take it every day right you know you have an experience one, one good time mm-hmm. is a lot of times all you need yeah and the so. the work they're doing at, at john hopkins i think is the main leading research uh team uh getting in there with the mushrooms right now i mean they're good for um people at the end of their lives who are, who are facing terminal illnesses, like coming to grips with death and not being afraid of death so much anymore, Mm -hmm. which is like, you know, there's a fine line between, you know, the sadness of, of losing someone and just a complete and utter catastrophe because, um, you know, you can't let go. Mm -hmm. They help a lot with, um, like you were saying, depression, Mm-hmm. They've helped me with that and anxiety. Yeah. And uh and just like realizing how for me personally how funny the world is. Yeah. Like you see take it, it all so lightly. Yeah, you yeah. you see the humor in in it all. And in you like know, your I, deepest stress, it it'll it, like <laughs> rub, it'll like push your face in it and force you to laugh at what you were so bent out of shape about. Right. And then everything becomes lighter. Right. And you can, you kind of take on a new perspective of you, you extricate yourself from the chains of the ego a little bit, I think. Mm -hmm. 
and you're able to to see your your suffering or your your plight or your circumstances um, from a different angle, yeah. you know. And and you're like, look at this guy over here. Like, yeah. oh shit, he just ran into a glass window because he <laughs> thought that like he could just be an artist without branding or whatever, <laughs> you know. And it's just like, that's funny. Like, come on, you gotta yeah. you gotta laugh at that. I think they help you be able to laugh at yourself, which I think like for me personally, I used to I used to speaking of personally, used to take things so personally. Yeah. Like like my homies used to. We all obviously just a group of dudes in high school and college just used to roast each other constantly. And I don't think it was until after I, I had a, a good trip or two that I realized like, Oh, this is just a fun little game we play. I don't have to take it personally. Yeah. And in fact, if yeah. I do take it personally, it kind of ruins the game, not only for me, but for everyone. Yeah. 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 You realize like everybody's just this clear white light, in these flawed meat bodies. Yeah, yeah. Like bumping into each other. Yeah. And, and having fun with each other. Yeah. Yeah, and you do, you start coming to the realization where like nothing is personal. It's just a happening. It's beautiful and it's grand and it's, yeah, it shows you the beauty and fun. And I think when it comes down to it, the fact that in Denver they voted that you you won't be locked in a cage for having those experiences. Right is a win for humanity at large. Right, even if even if you don't think it is. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I doubt many people actually following our podcast uh, disagree with that statement, but yeah. Like even if you're like I don't know, it's still, you know, yeah, we should we should approach it with caution and a lot needs to be talked about in terms of like set and setting and education. Mm-hmm. Um and appropriateness, like you know, even even alcohol has its appropriate uh, time and place. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we no one, even if you're a drinker, condones like you know shitty behavior. On, even if you're yeah, dude. drunk, you know, go, go take four shots and go to work, man. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like it's yeah, silly. Yeah, <laughs> although you'd be better off microdosing and going to work. Um, <laughs> just for the record, uh, but. Yeah, I think it it really is a win for humanity. Like you were saying, um, we we are accepting. You know, it's it's just something else that like I think society at large has to accept that humans are going to change their consciousness, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever laws you have there, and to just like let people be and make those choices about their own minds and their own bodies. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, psychedelics aren't for everybody, but for certain people, they really, you know, groove with the way their brain works and it helps them to be sweeter, nicer, gentler people. Mm -hmm. And I'm all for fostering that. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And you'll probably not be surprised to realize that the world keeps churning. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, people might seem to just be like, nicer on the street when you're in denver i don't know right right (laughs) right well yeah um oh yeah so and and just to speak to that um maybe to give you guys a little bit of foreshadowing and a preview of what might be coming down the pipe um we wanted not in this podcast but maybe in a future one we wanted to get into the ins and outs of um 
because I think this is how you set up uh, social mores around new things that are being introduced into society, like drug use and like changes of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we want, and maybe this is a bit of a call to anybody else who wants to saddle up and sit down and chat with us about this. We want to have a podcast about um, what is and what is not acceptable drug use and where, when, all those things. Just Set, setting dosage. Exactly. Um, how, how to remain safe. And, and what to do if um, someone you are with is having uh, a, a freak out or, um, you know, just having a moment on some drugs. Like, you know, there's kind of a protocol, I guess, Mm-hmm. for someone's being belligerently drunk. Yeah. You know. And I think it's and you know it's it it's our responsibility. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's our communities. So if if we want to see reality change and meet with us, it's our responsibility to do these things responsibly. Right. And you know, like show a template for what it can be. And we're experimenting and it can be, you know, it, it can be a squirrely subject to know. For sure you know, what is appropriate to do. But right. I think we want to try to talk about and create a, a model of how to live life healthily. Right. And safely. And while know, also having fun. Yeah. You know, and have a great time. Yeah. Um, so we're just putting that out there. Um, anybody who would like to talk about that, I have a few people in mind right now. I won't, I won't just call them out, but, um, yeah, I think, I think that could be a pretty interesting kind of like, round table discussion at some point yeah if we wanted to do that uh, a little bit down the road so if you're listening uh two things please reach out if you'd like to be a part of that conversation and you know um and you have experience in the field you know i'm thinking like people who work with dance safe yeah. uh people who work with zendo yeah. um or just you know people who have a critique or um a, a well thought out articulated commentary on what we're seeing now and where we'd like to go with all that. Yeah. And the second thing, don't forget, ask us anything. And that email again is artsyafpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us your questions. Uh, so yeah, I guess we're going to sign off for episode seven. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, suppose in the subject for the email, just write, ask me anything. Yeah, just write a ask me anything. It'll probably be the first few emails we've ever gotten at that email <laughs> <Yeah>. address. <laughs>
And we'd also like to thank Tyler Billman. He created the music for this podcast. You can find Tyler on SoundCloud and Instagram. His name is Get Billsman. That's G-E-T-B-I-L-L-S-M-A-N. Thanks again for listening. Peace. Thank you. (laughs)